Yeah, Sedano and LZ, and oh, there could be something on Bergman in about 12 minutes. We're about to, we're about to find out. Uh, there could be another Bergman situation here in about 12 minutes if Jeff Van Gundy doesn't show up because of a miscommunication. But uh, <laughs> that that will be fun. That, that so we'll just we'll wait. We'll, how about that? We put that on pause, and put we'll get pause. to that in about 12 minutes if Jeff Van Gundy does not join us on the air, and then we can discuss why Jeff Van Gundy didn't join us on the air. Um, but no, 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 I hear you breathing. Don't even say anything yet. <laughs> Don't say anything yet until 12 minutes from now. We will, fu- we will, we will wait to hear your thoughts in 12 minutes. Uh, LZ, uh, let's talk Dodgers real quick. Um, Ooh, they need more than a quick, bruh. Yeah, yeah. Well, Ooh. they do. They need more than a quick. And, and I'm going to ask the audience right now, 877-710-ESPN, where are we going with the closer situation? Are you still confident in Kenley? Are you? Do you want Gratterall? Uh, do you want uh, Trinan? Do you want any? Who's the guy that you want? Uh, Gonzalez, Urias, uh, May? I know he's starting today, but just moving forward is what I'm saying. 877-710-ESPN. Let's get right into this. 877-710-3776. So let's start with the good, LZ, because we know what the bad is going to be, okay? Let's right. start with the good. The good is, and we touched on this yesterday, that Cody Bellinger was starting to kind of feel himself a little bit. You know, he's getting on mm-hmm. base or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he saved the night, I thought, yesterday. And Jorge has the Spanish call on Fox Deportes, I believe, uh, of Cody saving the day. Temporada, el primer padre en hacerlo. Aquí batazo, elevado. Vuela la pelota. Vuela la pelota. Yeah. So he caught it there uh, again. So he saved the day. Uh, how? Where was? Um, wh- what were you thinking right there, LZ, as that ball was in the air? All right, first of all, let's acknowledge the fact that this was one of the best games. Best games, not baseball game, not tennis match, not not football game. Best games of the year, regardless of sport, yeah. in terms of drama in terms of stars showing up in big ways, in terms of hair-pulling out moments, and most importantly for those of us in L.A., outcome. Dodgers still won, and we can't forget that part of it. That's important because you know what? The Stankies lost. The Astros lost. They lost these close games like yesterday. Mm-hmm. We won. So that's important. Um, as far as Belly and that play – when you heard the sound off the bat, the first thing I thought was, oh, beep, 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 Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. But the thing that I think oftentimes gets overlooked when it comes to Cody Bellinger in particular, his speed, his athleticism, and his defense. And we get enamored with the offensive numbers because they're easy to quantify and you can see them and it's like, ooh. But what he did last night is what he did the year before or two years before when he won NLCS MVP, which is demonstrate that he can't just do it on offensive loan to be considered a great player. You got to be able to do it defensively. And he's had some remarkable catches in the postseason, his short history as a Dodger. And last night might have been his best, man, because of uh, the circumstances. Yeah, it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible, and I couldn't be more happier for him. But as I said before, I couldn't be more happier for Dodger fans because in five years, no one's going to remember that this was an opportunity that could have been lost. 
We're going to remember, we got the chip, baby. We got mm-hmm. the chip. Right. Right. That's all that matters. But that's one of those moments you can look back at and say, whew, that could have changed a lot of things had that thing gone over the fence and him not uh, stabbed that the way he did. So that's the good. Obviously the bad, which is why we want to hear from the audience. We only have a couple of minutes here in this segment at 877-710-ESPN is what the hell do we do with the closer situation? Um, look, we talked about it a little bit during purgatory. I, I think at this point you have to look at this and be objective and say to yourself, not that you're getting rid of Kenley altogether. There may be some moments where you can gain confidence down the road, but at least right now, LZ, it's just not pretty, and you got to be able to move forward with someone else that you're more confident in. Man, it's going to be complicated because if you relate it to some of the other sports where a guy couldn't get it done and was yanked and they get another opportunity to get it done and they come through, it's a feel-good moment. Yeah. And so I'm not going to say that Kenley's done done, but I don't think he's going to be our regular closer. Yeah, I, I don't anymore think he can be. In his yeah. career. Yeah, I don't think he can be. I but he might that, get another opportunity to close this postseason. Yeah, I think you've got to give him like a confidence thing, like a three run lead and see how that goes. You know what I mean? Like just something where it's like it's not like a super pressure packed situation. I don't even know if it's going to be like that. It, it might simply be somebody can't go and we need you, Kenley. Yeah. And he's going to come through. Like, we've seen it so many times before where guys, you know, were either demoted or injured or just simply weren't able to, like, you know, do what they used to be able to do but get one more crack at it, and they come through for us. And I still believe in Kenley. Let me go to Dave in Burbank. Dave, what do you got? Dave, what's up? Hey, hey, thanks for taking my call real quick. I got two quick takes. Number one, the Padres completely remind me of the uh, Clippers. You know, they're undisciplined, never been there, just kind of smack-talking, disrespecting the incumbent uh, legitimate force in the sport. I just, I just saw so many analogies. And then the other take I got real quick is, uh, and Ned Colletti had said this a while ago when the Padres made their trade and their acquisition, yeah, you know, they picked up some nice pieces, but baseball is a game of very simple things, like getting the right base, uh, not swinging at the wrong pitch, situational plays and hitting. Yeah. And I just don't think the Padres have the kind of discipline and the cohesiveness and execution like the Dodgers. They're, to me, they're a completely different league. And to say that they are even, you know, like a rival since they haven't won anything, to me, is absolutely ridiculous. What's your thought on that? I'll take it off well, the air. Dave, thanks for the call. I, look, I think they're coming. Um, this may not be the year that they come, but they're coming. And they're going to be a rival, um, even though they are kind of the backyard rival. No, 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 no. You don't get to. You don't even get to be called a rival of any sort. Well, they're a division pa- rival. They've been that for eons. No, they're in the division. But are they a rival? Yeah, everyone not in your we, division not, in baseball, I believe, won. is a rival. That's not if I, you win eight opinion. times in a row. You ain't no damn rival. You just in the house. Yeah, I, I you, you I, in the I neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, I, I disagree on that. I just think that if you're you've been in that divi- you've been in division together that long, you're you're a rival. Um, so it, look, we'll take more calls at eight seven 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 ten ESPN eight seven 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 ten three seven seven six because Jeff Van Gundy may join us. He may not, and it's probably Bergman's fault. And we'll explain that if he doesn't show up. Is he your uh, rival? Jeff Van Gundy? No way. I love No, Jeff. no, no, no. Bergman. Bergman. No, Bergman's not my rival. Yeah, Man, that's how I feel about the Padres. Yeah. Well, there you go. Now I understand better, actually. <laughs> now that go. you put it, made, it, made it seem that way. Made, it, you made that point. Um, all right, real quick. Uh, I want to shout out a former Laker, Karan Butler. 
Uh, he's put together a voting initiative, LZ, and he, he's got that thing going. Everyone should vote. Obviously, it's voting season. I just got my mail-in ballot. Um, but I think the cool part here is, and I'll ask you this question before we go to break and talk to Jeff, uh, and maybe the audience too. We'll talk Dodgers with them. Leonardo DiCaprio retweeted him. If someone was going to, if you had to pick one A-lister to retweet or promote your PSA, who would you want? Oh, B. No doubt about Beyonce it. Beyonce is the person? Yes. Oh, no, Barack. Sorry. Oh, Barack. I mean, there's yeah. two Bs. Yes. There's yes, two yes. Bs. Well, yeah. to me, there's still only one B. There's right. a B and there's a Bay. Right. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. that's fair. Um, yeah, I would go with Natalie Portman. That's my girl. Like, Mrs. Sedano knows that if Natalie Portman comes a knocking, uh, I may be going somewhere to rock. Oh, my God. Know? So y- y- you are in love with Luke Skywalker's mama. Yeah, I am. Padme and I, yes, can go, uh, you know, make the force. Well, you know what? I'm not mad at that at all. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. I'm laughing over here. Why are you laughing so much? Why because are you laughing? the way you put it, man. <laughs> what do you mean? Luke Skywalker's mama. Yeah, that's why. She was Luke Skywalker's mama. I know Luke she was, mama. but I, for some reason, the way he said it, I just started busting, man. I'm sorry. It's funny. No, it's it not good. I mean, what do you want? Thor's girlfriend? Luke Skywalker's mama? No, Luke Skywalker's mama is definitely better, for sure. Yeah. Better than Thor's girlfriend? Yes, I would agree. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. All right, so feel free to hit us up with that and your Dodgers take on what the hell to happen, what's going to happen in the bullpen at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. We'll take your calls. Jeff Van Gundy's supposed to join us in a couple of minutes. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. We'll find out. If not, we'll just rip Greg. But first, I got to tell you, and we'll be back. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Sedano and LZ here on 710 ESPN. Keyshawn going to stop by in 30 minutes. We'll talk to him, of course, each and every weekday morning. You can catch him on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin right here on this very station and on ESPN Radio. Uh, Joining us now here, uh, one of the men who get to call the NBA Finals for us at ESPN, uh, the great Jeff Van Gundy joins us. Now, Jeff, before we get into any basketball, LZ and I were just talking about uh, a situation that just popped up. So Karan Butler was a friend of the show. Uh, is got a big voting initiative going on. He's very into uh, you know making sure people vote, uh, as many people are at this particular point in time. Uh, but he got retweeted by Leonardo DiCaprio. So I want to ask you, Jeff Van Gundy, if you had some sort of public service announcement that you were very passionate about, and it was to be promoted by one A-lister of your choosing, and I feel like I know the answer here, who would that A-lister be? Oh, man, that's a good question. I'm going to have to say of the entertainers in the world, um, let me see here. Well, Rihanna would have to be up there. Of course. That's a girl. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, let me see, who else would be up there? Um, you know, I, I would say uh, Matt Damon would be the other. Ooh, that's a good one, too. Matt Damon. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Rounders is my favorite underrated movie of all time. Wow. Why do you think it's underrated? I think it's properly rated. I think it's a great movie. 
Yeah, but I don't think you don't hear about it like with his roles. You know, I love Goodwill Hunting too, but yeah, like, yeah, right. But like Rounders to me was like for him, I thought it was just as good. Just like I thought the town for Ben Affleck mm-hmm. was yeah. just as good as Goodwill Hunting. You know what? I was not a huge fan of Goodwill Hunting. I thought it was really? fine. I thought it was fine, but I didn't feel the need to rewatch it over and over again. But the town, to Jeff Van Gundy's point, is outstanding, and I've watched it multiple times. Well, I'll tell you oh, this. Yeah, you, you can't turn that one off. Yeah, no. t- yeah, the town is very good. But I'll tell you this, Jeff, you were right. Uh, I, I thought this would be more uh, highly rated. Rounders, only 65% on Rotten Tomatoes. Do you, like, look at those things on the Internet to see what critics are saying before you watch a movie or no? I go, like, the less critics like it, the better I know I'll like it. <laughs> I, I, I give critics, like, absolutely, like, I don't know, like, how stodgy these people must be. Like, that means 35% didn't like Rounders. Yeah. Who are these people? <laughs> well, I mean, it only... I thought, it, it, I thought it, there should have been a Rounders, too. Like, still you know, round? went out to Vegas, let's take it from there. And... <laughs> You know, but, but, see but what Jeff, happens to him. But Jeff, yeah. it didn't even make twenty three million dollars. So like, yeah, but it, it's like it, a cult it classic. It though. wasn't just it, no, but I'm saying it wasn't just the critics. Obviously, the the vast majority of people just sort of said, eh. Yeah, but that you know what? See, that's where the critics we give them too much credit. Like, so I think a lot of people do look at what the critics say, mm-hmm. and they go, so they didn't get a good rating, so I'll pass. I'll pass on it. But, like, for discerning movie uh, viewers like myself, we don't care what the critics say. If Matt Damon's in it, it's good. That's yeah. what I know. I, I, I would agree with that. And, by the way, Shawshank Redemption is an excellent movie, and it didn't do oh. that great at the box oh. office either. Yeah, only $58 million. Oh. So Unbelievable. I mean, 58 though, that's a lot of money. Yeah, but, you know, still not that much, you know. Uh, Jeff, let's talk basketball here because I'm sure the audience is like, you know why what? do you have I, Jeff Van Gundy on talking movies the whole time? You know what? I'm sure actually, you prefer it, to be actually, honest. Actually, I, I don't want to talk about basketball. I'm really fascinated by his movies, <laughs> by his movie selections. What else is on your underrated list, Jeff? This is interesting to me. Um, you know what? If it comes to me, if something comes to me, I'll, I'll tell you. But, I, like, I, I, I don't know if the town is underrated, but the town to me – like, is one of the, like, I would have loved to have seen a sequel, too. Does he get back with her this side or the other? Like, you know, does he go to Tangerine, Florida, and or does she go to Tangerine, Florida, and find him? You know, like, all of that, like, I want, like, a resolution. That's my only problem with these <laughs> movies. Right. I want to know what's next. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I did see that movie, the one with uh, the one about the kids from Harvard or whatever or MIT that went and did card counting in Vegas. Uh, that oh, had that was great. It was, yeah, it, yes. Yeah, 21. Right. Yeah, 21. I saw it the yeah, other yeah. night on cable, and I I couldn't take my eyes off it. I don't. It, that was also not necessarily uh, uh, you know world renowned by uh, by critics, but it, I thought it was a good movie. And, well, different- and also, like, I don't know if you ever you know because it's a it's a true-ish story. Yeah. Like. The book is outstanding. Oh, I haven't read the book. Yes, very good. Mm -hmm. Well, I will say this before we wrap the movie section of this here conversation. Um, The critics say that Jiggly was awful. And I was like, I'm going to go see it. I want to see J-Lo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and the critics were right. It was awful. Yeah, it was pretty bad. What was that one that Ben Affleck got killed in? Uh, I think it was that one. Lopez was the mother. 
Yeah, that's that's Geely. Geely, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where she, where he dances, he comes to the rescue at the end, and he and he does the stage performance with his daughter. Is that the one? It got a six on Rotten Tomatoes. In case you care six, about. like six percent, a six percent <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes, Jeff. That is in case you know. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes yeah, the critics well, get it I just right. I don't agree with people. I don't yeah. agree with people. <laughs> that, well, yeah, yeah, and that's you know that's why we love you, Jeff. That's why we love you. Yeah. Uh, Argo, by the way, to me the best Ben Affleck. Oh, movie. Yeah. oh I just Argo. showed Argo to my sixteen-year-old, and she can't stop saying, unfortunately, yeah. the classic line from that movie about anyone that upsets her. Yeah, you know? Argo, bleep so, yourself. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's, and that being a true story too. Yeah. Just the audacity right. to yeah. pull that off. Right. You know, and the courage. Like, yeah. I love I love stories of, like, true courage. Like, we talk about, like, p- players in sports, they played hurt like it's some, you know, monumental thing. What, like, what people, like, like, in that case did to, like, the Canadians, the Canadian ambassador and his wife, I mean, that was unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, it was an excellent movie. Um, all right, this series. Uh, I, I guess what what has been the thing that you saw in Game Four um, that maybe stood out the most to you, Jeff? Well, I thought obviously to me uh, their decision, uh, Frank Vogel's decision to put Anthony Davis on Jimmy Butler to put size on him to switch less, so they couldn't pick on smaller defenders like they did in game three. Uh, I thought going deep under pick and rolls with Jimmy Butler, when guarded by Anthony Davis, uh, made them a little bit more hesitant in the half court. I thought uh, Bam Adebayo getting back helped Miami in some cases, but in others, like in the half court, uh, I thought there was one less shooter out on the floor. So the lane was a little bit more congested. And I just thought that whole decision, uh, how they impacted Butler, how they impacted Miami uh, in the half court, uh, was uh, truly phenomenal. uh, Because really what's gotten overlooked is James was below average in that first half um, in every way. And Davis's play defensively held the fort along with Caldwell Pope and giving them timely offense. When you look at the ebbs and flows of this series so far, um, set aside the superstars, you know, whether it's James, AD, or obviously, you know, Jimmy Butler's historic performance in game three, what sticks out from you from a personnel perspective? Who's really maximizing their opportunities out there in these finals? Well, I think um, Olenek in game uh, two and three did that for Miami. Uh, I thought he was really, really good, and he really knows how to play offense. He has trouble, you know, rebounding in traffic. Defensively doesn't have, you know, great lateral speed or anticipation, but I thought in those two games uh, he was terrific. And then I think Rondo for the Lakers has made a tremendous uh, impact on the series. And sometimes he he makes his three, sometimes he doesn't. But what he is is he's a truly – a great competitor. Uh, he's good with loose balls. He's a terrific rebounder. He's smart. He's sound. And he wants the challenge defensively. And I think, you know, he's had this rocky career um, 
in so many places after he left Boston. And I think in L.A., when he's around other, you know, you know, players of this greatness, he helps greatness maximize itself. And I think he has been, you know, really, really good. Jeff Van Gundy joining us here, of course, calling the NBA Finals on ABC for us here at ESPN as well. Um, Jeff, let me ask you this: Like, how? What need? What would you say would need to happen for Miami to extend this series? Like, what is something you see that you say to yourself, "This is something they can do"? And the answer could be nothing. No, they can definitely. Yeah, I, I think you know Tyler Hero has not played well. Um, I think they've sped him up a little bit. Uh, He hasn't been as decisive with his shot selection. I think think he would have to play better. I think they're going to have to come up with an answer uh, to try to expose when Davis is guarding Butler, how they can better take advantage of that and keep Butler aggressive, assertive. Um, And then, you know, defensively, I, I liked what they did. Uh, you know, the last couple games, getting out of the zone, playing man-to-man, fronting the post, um, and really limiting the, how much damage uh, James and Davis did in the paint. You know, James now, he played a, a, a very good second half, made some huge three-point shots and, you know, assisted on others like in transition to – you know, Pope, but I, I thought they did a good job of preventing them from, you know, overwhelming them in the paint. So I, I think they have to continue to do that. But the good, you know, when you're the Lakers and you're better than your opponent, you don't have to rely on your opponent to play uh, a mediocre game to win. The, Miami needs to play well and they need. L.A. to not play well, whereas L.A. just needs to play well. And if they play an A game, their A game will beat Miami. I don't. I hate looking back in the past because it takes away from the now, but our producer, uh, Greg, said that Jersey Girl is actually the film you're thinking oh, about. Oh, it was Jersey Girl. That's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like, totally underrated. Jennifer Lopez just played, like, this bit part early. Yeah, I, I I have to I have to ask this question because you know it's 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 incumbent upon me to do so. Are you really a Ben Affleck fan or are you a J Lo fan? And you're just using Ben Affleck in the yeah. movies with her to justify your attraction to her. Do you miss Benifer? Is what we're asking you. Yeah, well, you know what was interesting. Two two years ago, ESPN, you know, the NBA part of ESPN had a meeting in New York. Probably forty of us. Oh, I was there! When she was doing the commercial. Yes, right around the corner in the hallway from us. I, I almost fell over, you know. <laughs> now, I didn't think she would talk to me, but I thought being a New Yorker, she would have said to Mark Jackson, you know, I loved when you airplaned after a great assist back in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Jeff, it was Jeff- unbelievable. You know, yeah. like, when you see people like that, like up close because I'd never seen her up close before. Like, like she just has this aura about her that yeah, like Jeff, is amazing. Yeah, Jeff, don't don't feel ashamed, my friend. I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm gay. I'm gay, and every now and then I'll look at J Lo and be like, Am I though? <laughs> 
Well, you're, you're, I didn't know any of this, so it, it's good. It's all good. Yeah. Jeff Van Gundy with us here. Uh, of course, the NBA Finals Game 5 on ABC. You can check it out uh, on Friday on ABC. Coverage here begins at 5.30 with NBA Countdown, of course, tip-off at 6 o'clock Pacific. Uh, thank you, Jeff, so much for entertaining our All nonsense right. and the basketball talk. Appreciate it. Stay healthy and stay safe. You got it. Take care, guys. Bye. See you, sir. Take care. There's Jeff Van Gundy with us here. All right, LZ, you and I are going to take a quick break. Uh, we've got on the other side, we're going to talk to Mac and Keyshawn back to back. I feel like oh, that wow. rhymes. Yeah, that, that, that definitely rhymes. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. We've got uh, about 20 minutes straight here. We'll have to talk to Mac here of the LAFC, our buddy Mark Anthony K here in just a second. And Keyshawn, we got questions for them, man. Yeah, I know. Right at 5 o'clock, Keyshawn is going to jump jump on with us as well. But first, real quick, is your vehicle due for service? Head to your neighborhood Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive-through oil change. For over 30 years, Valvoline has provided quick and convenient automotive maintenance services for busy people just like you. No dragging the kids to a dirty waiting room at Valvoline. You stay in your car nice and safe. All the expert technicians make sure your ride is in peak performance. Oil changes, tire rotations, transition care, transmission care, and more. Just pull up, drive in, and drive out in less than 15 minutes. Visit their website, SoCalOilChange.com, for locations and game-winning coupons on your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Um, so thanks to Jeff Van Gundy for joining us there, uh, ch- chatting with us about the NBA Finals and his favorite movies, which I thought was pretty hilarious. Uh, let me ask you the question, Mac. Mark Anthony K joins us here now, the LAFC. We started this conversation by asking Jeff Van Gundy, because we saw this earlier, Karan Butler, who played for the Lakers uh, a number of years ago, is very much uh, involved in the voting initiative, and he's pushing people to vote. And he did a video on Twitter that got retweeted by Leonardo DiCaprio. And uh, I feel like that's the top of the mountain uh, as far as A-listers promoting your content. If you could pick one A-lister to promote your content on any platform, who would that A-lister be? Not including us. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, it would probably have to be Will Smith. Ooh. Ooh, the Fresh Prince himself. Yeah, I think that would be pretty cool. Growing up watching him and seeing how he's kind of taken to his social media in the last like year and a half, uh, it's been pretty cool, so... Uh, he's created a big platform that he's already had without social media, so I think that's that's the top for me. All right, brother, now I'm gonna need you to drop one bar from the Ooh. theme song of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Just one. Go. Born and raised in South Philadelphia. Oh, that's not. Right, he's got it. He gave bad. you a sentence. Bad. That's not bad. Yeah. All casual with it. Like, how dare you? Yeah. How dare you? How dare you look at my passport and assume as a Canadian I wouldn't know Will Smith? (laughs) There we go. There we go. Classic, classic. Absolute classic. They're doing a reunion show. Did you know that, Mac? I saw saw him post a, a photo on Instagram about it, being back at the house. So I guess that's what it was for. Yeah, they're doing a reunion show, which will be pretty cool to watch for sure. Um, 
Speaking of pretty cool to watch, I was hoping to watch you play the Rapids. When did you guys know yeah. you weren't going to play? Uh, we found out, I want to say, about 10 in the morning. So we're at the airport. We're supposed to get there at 9.30. And as soon as we got there, a couple of the guys who drove there, we were just kind of sitting and deliberating for a while because I guess we heard they got a new positive uh, case, and it just seems like they didn't have it under control. So uh, by by 10, the, 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 the decision was made, and... We weren't going, so yeah. When you luckily didn't get on the flight, good. I mean, yeah, there, that's good. There's been a lot of things, a lot of things about this season mm-hmm. that aren't usual, right? The stop yeah. and starting, the the bubble, um, yeah. Carlos' decision not to join you guys, the injuries. Mm-hmm. When you think about where you guys are right now and all the obstacles that you as a franchise have faced. Mm-hmm. How would you summarize the season at this point? Is it disappointing? Is it, you know, throwaway because of the pandemic? Like, where where are you personally as an athlete in regards to this season right now? Yeah, personally for me, I think uh, it hasn't been a great year for us. You know, I think we know what we're capable of, and everyone's in the same predicament. Obviously, not everyone has a player like Carlos who has lost that player for, you know, majority of the games, but – we, we pride ourselves on being a good team, and all the teams are in the same situation, and where we stand in the standings right now is not good enough, and you know we have eight games left to improve that. So I think right now it's, it's, we have to look at it and be humble and be like, yeah, it's not, it's not where it needs to be. Mac, and with the fact that you're going to be missing some guys on the roster mm-hmm. for the South American uh, 2022 World Cup qualifiers, you're going to be missing four mm-hmm. guys, uh, Brian Rodriguez, Diego Rossi, um, Diego Palacios and Jose Simfuentes uh, for their respective countries. Like, how much more challenging does that make what you're going through now? Yeah, it makes it a lot harder. But, you know, uh, at the beginning of the year, Bob said that everyone is going to be needed. And this is uh, a time right now where there's going to be guys who need to step up, guys who don't see minutes all, all the time. And now it's you're training you know, day in, day out to get your opportunity. And whether it comes through injury or through international call-up, guys have to step up. And this could make or break some guys. You know, I remember my times when I was trying to get my first starts and first games when I was a professional. It's, it's, it's a huge moment. So um, we know that there's something – people who are about to start their professional careers can bring something that no one else can bring. You know what I mean? The passion of getting on the field and trying to – bring that excitement to, to lift the team up. It's something very uh, potent. So I think uh, we're excited to see what these guys can do. Obviously, you know, the club has put value into these guys in an investment. So um, I'm hoping to see how they do. But, yeah, it's just part of the year, man. It's uh, Especially when you have a good team like us, you got guys going into their men's national team. It's, uh, it's kudos to everything we've done so far. You know, I've heard you repeatedly talk about what a good team you guys are. And I'm not <laughs> – questioning that what i am questioning though is is this based on what you've accomplished or is it based upon what you where you are now you know saying what you've accomplished the last couple mm-hmm. of seasons absolutely you're one of the best if not the best team in the league but what mm-hmm. makes you feel like you're one of the best teams now based upon your record because when we perform well we we, we win games you know they're not close we win games and I think we're trying to realize that there's a real balance to the top teams. I don't think we're at the top level right now where we need to be in MLS because we win games one week, then we tie, and then we lose to teams we shouldn't lose to, you know? So 
Um, but when we're clicking, we are one of the most dangerous teams, and I think anyone in the league could say that. So that's something you have to keep in the back of your mind and understand that hopefully things will get better and uh, your potential is, uh, is very high, and hopefully uh, things can start to click. Mark Anthony K. Mac joining us here from the LAFC on the Celebrity Hotline, brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. Uh, again, the LAFC uh, trying to go at it. They are fifth in the Western Conference. Of course, keep up to date on their next uh, broadcast. They'll be taking on the reigning MLS Cup champion Seattle Sounders at 4 o'clock, and we'll be broadcast here uh, on this very station. Mac, always a pleasure, brother. Thank you so much for the time. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, brother. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. You too. Take care. There he is. There's Mark Anthony K. Uh, Mac of the LAFC, and you're listening to KSBN Los Angeles. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So 